me, baby. Disclaimer, the content you are about to consume includes explicit language and or explicit topics and is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This content is also not safe for work. We recommend headphones if you are in a public place. This content may also include spoilers for popular books and novels. Please listen at your own risk. Enjoy! Happy New Year, fuckers. Happy New Year, fuckers. By the time you are listening to this, it will be 2024. Oh, God. That's so weird to think about. I know. Considering I'm still processing 2019, which was like... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, I can't believe that was four years ago. I know. I can't believe I didn't know you then. I know. That's so weird. It's a weird thing to think about. You guys, seriously, like we mentioned in our last episode, this friendship started and has continued very quickly because we have just so much in common. We clicked immediately. We became friends. And we'll have to do an episode about this, like the whole story behind it. We became friends through random animal facts. <laughs> Which is my favorite thing to think about. And it was like such an autistic thing for me to do, too. Because I was like... Let me try it. I read it. Let me go with it. I read her bio and it was like, we met on Bumble BFF. It was like, don't just say hi. Don't be boring. Like, tell me your favorite an- random animal, like, random fact. And I went with animal facts. And I told you, like, we went back and forth for so long. So we are on episode six. Our To start off 2024, we thought we'd talk about some feet. Is that? Oops, sorry. It's okay. We thought we'd talk about some eye-opening reads. Things that taught us things, things that, you know, might have started things off. And we'll just let y'all see a little bit further behind the curtain of our reading. So mm-hmm. let's start with current read. But you need to edit yours. I do because I finished one. Yep. So while she's editing hers, my two current reads are Crawl by Audrey Rush and Her Soul for Revenge by Harley LaRue. Excuse me, I just like burped randomly. Um... Both of these books are pretty good. I am on the fence about Crawl. There's a few themes in it that I'm not a fan of. Not to say the writing is bad, but there's a few things about it that I'm not a huge fan of right now. Um, however, Her Soul for Revenge, obviously, we love Harley the Road here. I'm going to keep reading. Um, I think I'm going to start Sick Boys by Clarissa Wilde as well. So, as you might have mentioned, I might have mentioned in the, I might have mentioned in this last time, so we just did. I am firmly obsessed with Evil Boys by Clarissa Wilde. In fact, that that book had my top at the end of the year, personally. So, I think I'm going to get into Sick Boys next, and I have a feeling that if it's as good as Evil Boys, which I've heard it is, I'm going to read this. Um, mine. There's three of them. Um, one of them is an audio book, but. My first one, and I haven't started it yet, but it is definitely my next one, um, is Highest Bitter by Lauren Landish and Willow Winters. It it looks like there's like three books in one, hmm. but it looks like it's very kinky BDSM type from what I've seen online so far. So I am very excited about that. Um, next one is Iron Flame. I'm halfway through it. Um, my brain has been trying, like, been wanting to just read a book and, like, get it over with type of thing. It's pretty- it is, it is bigger than the first one in that series. Um, I'm halfway through it. And I'm going to keep reading it. I want to. It's just, it's taking a long time. Um... Next one I'm listening to is Shameless Sex. It's an audiobook by April Lambert and Amy Baldwin. It's a nonfiction one. Um, I listen to their podcast and I really like um, a lot of what they talk about. Like they talk about a lot of like, you know, sex things, how to do things, lots of information and whatnot, like no kink shaming. Um, they say like they don't like really gender things. They say like penis owners and vulva owners and whatnot and talk about toys. I really like listening to them and their banter and whatnot. Um, I do have to, because I'm listening and reading everything, apparently. Um, I have to do an honorable mention to The Naughty List. Um, I just Yeah, we just talked about. Um, I am not done with it yet, but I will be finishing it by the end of the week, because it's a short. So. And I had to take Carnage Off by Chantel tessier because i just finished it this morning at 1 a.m and <laughs> oh my god fucking loved it yeah heartless heathens here for me until so 
All right. But we thought we'd give y'all a little look at what shaped us. So this first part is us talking about what the first smut book was that we ever read. Everybody loves to talk about firsts with everything. Yeah, right. Why not? Um, I am so ashamed to say that my very first smut book ever was Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, I I would kill the kill the shame a yeah. little bit because really it's like one of the first like smut books that kind of like that was out there. Yeah, no, like it wasn't one of the first ones that is written one. Yeah, but it was one of the first popularized one, and you among so many other people have read the books. Yeah. I have not read the books. I've watched the movies. And I will say, despite how unhealthy it is, it's kind of my guilty pleasure to watch yeah. the Fifty Shades of Grey movies. Like, I'm not someone who likes to watch porn. That's why I read it. Right. Um, but I I do like watching, like, sex scenes in movies because it's not just porn yeah you know like there's a story behind it and it's not like it's a lot but it's not a lot i don't know i'm gonna sound like such a douchebag but the aesthetic behind those movies i love that i don't know what it is about it i just love the way they did it um but yeah it's a super unhealthy depiction of bdsm you guys please don't base anything off of those books those movies but well, you better not sorry yeah little I got chocolate all over my shirt oh uh, much. little uh little interjection little tidbit um you are probably most likely to find like a kinky BDSM group that can help you learn things more often than not, like locally. Um, you just got to kind of know where to look. Um, so places, especially a place like FetLife mm-hmm. online, um, they have a lot of... That's what I saw. Um, they have a lot of groups and whatnot like and you can make it to where it's around in your area where you don't have to hook up with anybody but they they'll post things like munches and whatnot um where you kind of get to meet people see if you vibe with them um see if they vibe with you like even if it's just platonically like it's they're not going to automatically assume that you're there for any sex or anything like that um but it's kind of like a way of screening like can they trust you can you trust them um can they trust you enough to invite you to any like kink parties and whatnot um do you have like a healthy mindset on it like what do you need to learn if anything and all that stuff so you just have to look for it like believe it or not they're out there and they're even in smaller towns and smaller areas like ours yeah um i just gotta look for them Mm -hmm. i will say though i'm gonna mention this book because this is the book that got me into reading smut like now so I consider it not my first, but it is the first book that catapulted me into where we are right now. Mm-hmm. And that is the book Lie to Me by Molly McAdams. This book is so good. The backstory behind it was so good that like the spice in it was just an additive for me. Um, but it's basically about this girl with a really rough childhood. And it was like a survival kind of childhood. And she comes back to her hometown with her grandmother and starts living with her and seeing her for a while. And she meets this guy who is, like, everything. He's everything she shouldn't want. Like, he's a cop, and she doesn't trust cops from her childhood. He's, you know, kind of like that bad boy-esque mm-hmm. kind of dude. Like, he's dangerous for her. And she ends up falling in love with him. And then her past, which is dangerous, comes to catch up with They have to fare together. And the storyline's awesome. The writing's beautiful. Molly McAdams is a great author. I also read her her four part series where it's four brothers, mm-hmm. um, and each brother has their own standalone book. And the brothers all have different love stories. And I just, it's, yeah, it's super good. Yeah, Lie to Me is such a good book. I uh, got started on that and then went for her four part series about the brothers. After that, I might actually reread Lie to Me because I want to get back to like the book that kind of started everything for me on loneliness and it's not a dark romance or anything um because i don't consider dark romances to be like this one where it's kind of like a mystery and a romance at the same time but mm-hmm. this is just quite good the smut's good um i remember when i started reading it i was reading it and i almost didn't realize it had smut in it and then i got to the smut and i was like oh <laughs> but it's a really good book and i think i'm gonna go back to reading it just to kind of 
get my bearings. I might actually start 2024 with that book because mm-hmm. I feel like that would be great. But I'm just going to say, I'm sitting here and um, I went through, I was going through like my Kindle awards and I was laughing because I'm like, what is this like award that I got? And it's, um, it's spooky season and it's where you read one of their can't miss picks for mystery, thriller, and suspense before the end of the year. Hmm. And I was like, what book did I read? that did this it was haunting adeline <laughs> and hunting adeline too um but yeah so those two are my very two first 50 shades my very first ever and I'll, my mom actually gave me her copy to read because i talked to her about it i think i was fine. Hmm. she'd already read it and she's like well you're an adult here you go and just gave it to me to read because i had asked her about it. So, yeah those are my two um mine is court of the vampire queen um, which is like ninety percent spot, ten percent plot, and like eight percent of that plot is like rushed towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, still love the smut though, and then the our kind of cruelty. So it's not, it's got a little bit of spice in it, but it's more of like the dark thriller, more than smut. Um, so like this guy. Um, had like a bad childhood and then he met V or Verity um, and who was the first person to understand him and then like to love him and so he dedicated his life to make her happy he basically became obsessed Um, but then he um, was kind of like ghosted by V and um, was is also in a relationship with some other guy that he's that she's going to get married to. They have a normal life. This guy, um, he talks about, like, part of this, like, game that they have where, like, she kind of goes and flirts and kind of, like, starts to hook up with somebody and then he gets there and, like, you jealous boyfriend type thing. Um, and, like, if he is uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, so he's, like, obsessive uh, and has changed, like, his entire life for V... And she ends up moving on because they, uh, what happened? There was some sort of separation. Right. And he was like, oh, well, you know, it's just part of the game. Um, I'm, you know, I've made my whole life about the perfect house. I have the perfect job. I'm making a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. Um, And as he's like basically stalking her, he'll you know he'll know when to come and rescue her it's like i i know how important sex is to v and whatnot um but then she ends up like sending a letter not a letter an email um back to him finally and is like hey like you need to move on um basically just telling him it's over yeah yeah and he's like oh, well, that's what you say, but, you know, you've always wanted me to wait around. And then, basically, the her fiancé wants to, like, try and make amends because he knows how important um, Mike is to V. And um, there's, like, a fight that breaks out. Um, he basically ends up killing her, or killing him, and... Um, he gets caught and the game finally stops but yeah that's the holy crap y'all can tell we have very different like starts yeah this smut between the two of us um but we ended up kind of in the same place right so i mean that kind of makes sense yeah so the next one was what's the first like dark romance we both ever read um mine was done in my purse which is such a crazy like first dark romance because it is a ultra smutty ultra dark reverse harem mm-hmm. if you haven't read it i'm gonna re- start explain it again four men one one um these guys are all super fucked up in their own ways and they all have like different kinks that they they need from her or want her uh 
Diesel is a fucking crazy, amazing nightmare for man. Holy crap, you guys. <laughs> They're all pretty messed up, but it's so good. And they worship her. Like, once that relationship happens, those men are like putty in her fingers. They're so just like obsessed and in love with her. And it's very much touch her and die. So, like, I just jumped into the deep end head first in my dark romance because that was my yeah, you one. Also, Haunting Adelaide. Which I kind of great from the start. I kind of dove also into the deep end head first. Um, um, if you don't know about Haunting Adelaide, very much stop her, touch her, and die. He becomes like obsessed with Adeline. Adeline's like, oh, I'm just an innocent author, blah, blah, blah. Um, living in this awesome gothic mansion and whatnot. And then uh, she eventually falls for him, lots of smut. Uh, lots of things happen. Um, it's very sad. It's very sad. You think Zade is like some awful guy at first, and then you learn that he's actually doing a lot of good things. I think I want to reread that. Um, me too. Again. Um, and you guys, let me let me put some perspective for you. The one of the biggest scenes that people talk about with this book is the fact that he tells Adeline, if another man touches you, I, I will literally remove their hands. Mm -hmm. And she thinks he's kidding. Spoiler alert. And he does it. And he leaves them in a gift box. She hasn't met him at this point. Yeah, at her door. Like, literally, she's like... It's a waste of presence, but yeah. She's out. And then somebody comes home with her. And he's like, he touches you and cutting off his hands in present, basically. And um, she's like, oh, like, you're crazy, but you're not actually going to do those things, blah, 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 blah. And then um, he actually does. He chops off the guy's hands and puts them in a box on her front door. But I will say, we love Zayd in this house because apparently that guy was actually a really, really bad guy. And yeah. there's like a massive like drug trafficking ring. And the guy that um, that got his hands chopped off was actually going to use and manipulate Eddie. Was actually it was meant to be. We love Zade. He just cares for her. Like he just loves her. It's like oh, he murdered somebody and put their hands in a box for her. Oh, yeah. But you guys, I mean, and the, I could I could go into detail about what happens in Dead of Vipers that makes it so crazy. Um, we'll start by this. I'm just going to say this. The whole thing starts because the main character, Roxy's father, owes a debt to the Vipers. And mm -hmm. in order to pay his debt off, he sells his daughter. daughter to them. And they collect her as a debt. And they keep... And she doesn't just go out all willy-nilly. She goes out kicking up screaming. And she's fighting. Badass. She's a badass, dude. Badass. Like, she is crazy amazing. I love her so much. So, yeah, it's a really very good book but she basically starts out as property which is kind of insane to me but i really enjoyed that book and it was a deep dive into her romance just like yes it was so here's a fun one what smut books taught us the most about ourselves oh my god um <laughs> for me scream for us which is the very first in the order of the unseen series by molly doyle this taught me a lot about myself because this book starts out with the FMC um, having a sex with Ghostface <laughs> from Scream. And I think Michael and Freddy, right? Yeah. And it's all three of them. But this taught me a lot about mask kinks, mm -hmm. which I didn't really realize I was interested in until I read this book. Uh, this book is also very touch her and I and this book the reason why this made me open my eyes about myself so much is it really made me question my sanity as I mentioned before because <laughs> she was bullied which I also was as a kid um, and they decide oh these people bullied you and made you want to die we're just gonna murder them mm -hmm. we're, we're gonna do and they do and my brain went aww that's it's just sweet it's just so matter of fact it's like we're just gonna kill them and then they're like okay yeah. we're doing this because we love you yeah, and like they've been obsessed with her from the beginning. But like, it's just so funny to me that I read that and I was like, oh, like that made me question my sanity. It's it taught me a lot about myself. Um, not so not necessarily saying I want my partner to kill somebody for me, but like the fact that I find that nice is kind of a really jarring idea. And then Dental Vipers taught me a lot about myself too because it, it taught me what my boundaries were at work. 
Mm-hmm. So like I read some of these scenes in Dead of My Person. There's a lot. And it made me realize what I could handle. And it was a lot more than I thought in these smut books. Mm-hmm. Because there are scenes that I'm like, wow. Um, but it didn't deter me from reading. Mm-hmm. No, in my and no, it didn't teach me about things I want to be done to me. It taught me what I can and can't handle in a book because it showed me how much I could actually handle in these books. So those two were kind of the most that taught most about to, like about me to me. I will say that one of the things on your list, which you're going to talk about in a minute, I also agree with, but for a different reason. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, those two for me were the ones that taught me the most about myself because it taught me about reading and maybe yeah um you're just sitting there petting it yeah yes um petting on both you guys by the way to actually clarify um so my first one was also kind of like my deep dive into things was again haunting adeline it like what Den of Vipers did for you like taught you a lot about your like boundaries and whatnot and what you're okay with and with not reading which also like really taught me a lot about myself and might sound cheesy I feel like really contributed to growth and like maturity because you realize that you know these are books they're not real just because you like read them does not mean that you want them done like honestly if there was a real life save he'd be prison yeah i but, i don't in real life i am not wanting to be stopped i don't want a gun anywhere up in my orifices i don't want any weapons up in my orifices you guys that's a really good point these books don't just teach you about kinks they teach you about reality yeah which is like while it might be interesting to read about these topics you need to remember that things like haunting adeline and order of the unseen where they're murdering people for her they're not not real and they're not to be taken examples of like the amount of times like during a period of time earlier this year where i saw people being like mate i want to have a gun up my vagina i want to have a gun up my vagina i'm like why are you fucking kidding me like are you getting stupid? Yeah, I'm like, figure out. If you really, really, really want to reenact stuff like that, get a toy. Please don't shut. Yeah, and then people are like, yeah, but like, if the safety's on and like the gun is not loaded, I'm like, first things first about guns, always treat it like it's loaded. Second of all, don't put it up your fucking vagina. You would need to thoroughly clean that weapon because when you shoot. There's chemicals and like things on those guns that stick to them, like gunpowder and other residues. And if you don't clean that and then you put that up there, you guys, you're asking for some really gnarly consequences. Yeah. So please, for the love of all that's good and holy, if you want to reenact these scenes, get a toy. Also, there's a fucking Grey's Anatomy episode about this where a girl puts her puts a gun up her vagina and it ends up shooting people because she was like moving certain ways. And they didn't know that because she had a blanket over her and she didn't bother saying anything. So it ends up shooting two people and they're like, do you have a gun up your vagina? And she's like, nah. Yeah. Like, seriously. It is one of the most, like, it was one of those things where I was like, I'm losing faith in humanity. I I knew that people were stupid. I didn't think that they'd be this stupid. Like, yeah. Like, I I understand if you're a big fan of an author and of books and whatnot, but stop trying to apply shit like that to your real life. Do not idolize these characters. They are fictional characters for a reason. Yeah. And you guys, I'm going to be so fucking crystal motherfucker clear. There are several knife scenes in the books that we talk about, too. You don't want knives or vagina. It doesn't matter if it's just the handle. No. You know how easy it is to slip and cut one of you. And I promise you guys, I know blood play is a big deal to a lot of people. You have to be so careful with that. And you have to have 100% trust in the partner that you're doing it with because you can get viruses and infections from other people's blood and vice versa. There is a thing in kink and it's like it's a it's a hardcore BDSM kink where it's called knife play. It's not shoving it up, up up your hoo-ha. It's not shoving it up your vagina, but it's like it's very much like kind of trailing it down your skin and yeah, like, yeah. yeah, and and like potentially like little nicks and whatnot. Like, but that guys, that is 
that is for like people who have been in the scene for a very long time and they take very 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 careful care with their scene partners and i don't even know if they do it with like actual sharp knives so many fake knives that you can use for this i just i think you guys the bottom line is if you really want to reenact these scene get fake things and clean them really well Mm -hmm. please don't use real items because it's not realistic um and yeah like we've said before these characters are not real no so idolizing the idea of being stalked idolizing the idea of being in love with a murderer yeah while it's fun to read about in books it is not something you should romanticize well literally i heard about haunting adeline from hop hates you on tiktok and they even made a post where they're like oh like reading books it's like oh that's so cute and it's like in real life it's like prison I mean, straight to jail. Well, and even the, some of the things that these men say in the books, if if oh, were, yeah. to me, I'd be like, are you joking? Yeah. I'd be like, excuse the fuck out of you? Yeah. Who do you think you're talking to? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, that's exactly what I would be like. You know, it's interesting is that a lot of the books that I've read, like, Den of Vipers, this was another thing. It taught me that while I'm okay with reading about blood play, I am not interested in it. Yep, nope. Well, I have straight up told my partner, I'm like, there are things that I've read about that I do not want to actually do, like knife play and blood play and whatnot. Like, it's, nope, no, thank you. I will say that if he said, if I catch you, I fuck you, that'd be pretty hot because I like primal. I like, I like being chased. But if like, there are other things where I'm like, you are not sticking a knife up my vagina. Um, You are... (laughs) You are not playing with my blood. You are not using anybody's blood as Lou. Um, and he well, he doesn't want to. It's just like, it's just reading it. And I'm just like, you realize the infection that you're getting? Like, literally imagine somebody else's blood going up your urethra. No, thank you. That's not. Like, that's. T- but I don't even like my own blood, you guys. Why would I yeah. want somebody else's anywhere near me? Yeah, okay. Exactly. Exactly. Please be nice to your orifices and your just like there. There are pl- there are people who do like period play. I mean, I understand that, but again, like be very, very, very careful. Please use a condom if you are inserting a penis into a bloody vagina. Um, please, if you are eating them out, please use a dental dam. Please uh, make sure your hands are clean. Make sure you wash your hands afterwards. You know, put things down. Like, it's just... Please. Just be careful. Be careful. We're not going to stop you guys. We're not going to shame anything. But be careful. Because at the end of the day, you guys, safety is the main concern. Mm -hmm. And while it is great to read about all these crazy things in books, that is exactly what they are. They are books. Well, and if you're really, really, really curious about it, find somebody who is super experienced in the kink and bdsm community and ask some questions yeah they're not going to judge you they might be like absolutely not don't do that like they might they might be a little like teacher parental like don't do that um or you're not ready for that type of thing but like they're more than willing to answer questions Mm -hmm. and just like you know let you know like if there is something that they feel like um you might be ready for based off of your guys' conversations, they will give you safe recommendations. Like, that is, that's one of the reasons why we, um, why we, in my opinion, I feel like we need, like, sex stores, like, in person. So that way, things like that are more accessible, therefore more regulated. Because if those were like taken away like people are going to go and find things and stick them up holes that they that they should not be in um yeah so that's your disclaimer that is your (laughs) that is our motherly advice (laughs) please please be safe ask questions if you don't know anything like please it's better to ask questions than to not wouldn't know what losers oh my god everything <laughs> everything so losers i will admit losers unlocked quite a few kinks in theory 
that I never thought about and taught me a lot about certain kinks that I didn't even know existed, which which is like the majority of them. Because um, I was never really exposed to that kind of thing. I wasn't like hidden, but like because my parents weren't actively like hiding things from me, they were also actively exposing things from me and they weren't accidentally exposing things like that to me. Right. A lot of the things that I've learned, like a lot of mature content that I've learned is all based off of my like my own personal research right. as an adult. Um, so one of the things that both haunting Adeline and losers taught me is um definitely like primal and cnc and the cnc thing it took me a while to get like kind of okay with it um and like really did like i did a lot of digging into it because i was like what it, it's confusing to a lot of it's people. really confusing and so like i eventually got more comfortable with it about myself um primal is kind of like a little bit in the gray area of CNC because kind of like you know like what Zane says in Haunting Adeline if I catch you I fuck you type of thing yeah. but also in these things especially in like real life um, or in books that say it kind of like in Losers th these things are discussed before yes and it's, and it's definitely not in a shameful way like like in a book like Kink Can they one of the first scenes is primal play and it's like it's discussed before like you like you have, um, like, it's on a poster board. You have the guidelines. Um, you kind of, like, interview with, um, like, the the middleman, um, which is a barista at that point. And if you want to do it, then you, um, you answer yes. And then you get, like, um, these packets where it's like, okay, what are, like, what are your soft limits? What are your hard limits? What are things you want to do? And then whatever is matched up, then you guys can do that. You know, um, what's your safe word and whatnot. And one of the things that I just love about losers is that they do that in a really healthy way. Yeah. Um, and I, I enjoy reading about it. I would not want to be tag teamed by like. Honestly, <laughs> it just sounds like a lot of work. It sounds like a lot of work. Like honestly, <laughs> I sound like such a pillow princess. If I could just like not have to make any decisions or really do anything, like, and if I were in another life than what I'm in right now, um, then maybe if I went to like a kink party and it was something like that, like I'd be down to try it. But at this moment. I'm I am okay with my one person. Um, we can explore things that we want together. Um, and then like there are also other things like choking and breath play and whatnot. Uh, I'm just like, yeah, and that's the thing is with those two, you guys, they're very fun, they're very enjoyable, but they also require a level of safety. Exactly. So like one of the things, one of the things that. Um, I've done with my partner and like my partner kind of has done on like on his own is like research communication. Um, like there was a list that I like rendered based off of like other lists that I saw um, that are kind of like, well, like this is what I know I'm into. This is what I know I want to try. And then like this is what I'd be open to trying, but I'm not necessarily seeking it out. Yeah. Um, and then there's like other things that are like, this is an absolute no, this is a hard limit. Um, like I am not into scat play. No, I will not. I will not do golden showers. I'm sorry. I work in the medical field. I already deal with enough body fluids as it is. I really don't want any of that around me. Um, yeah, no. And like, Again, like we said before, like I'm not into blood play. Um, yeah, so it's just like there's just some things like I, I will not be mummified. Yeah, I will not be mummified. Um, bondage, I am definitely down for that. Shibari stuff like that. Restraints, love restraints. Um, but yeah, no, no mummification. Not really into the thought of 
like a straight jacket. I'm I am not into the thought of being a sex slave. Like I will not live which again, no shame. This is like all around disclaimer. This is we are not keen shaming. These are all like my personal preferences. Um but I would not be willing to be able to be like a twenty four seven sex slave. And if I was not with my current partner, I'd be more open to like, you know, orgies or sharing or something like that. Like, but because of the nature of my relationship with my partner and like how we met and when we met and whatnot, like I'm not willing to share. Like, I don't care if people flirt with him. Yeah. I want like, I want to encourage with him, but I, I, I don't want it to be where like we go home with somebody else. Yeah. Um, if he really wanted to try and bring in one other person then we would have a discussion about it and maybe i'd be open to it but we would have to be like it there would have to be really clear guidelines yeah and knowing my partner that's not something that's gonna happen but i also don't like i i don't mind role play and whatnot um i don't mind like dominant submissive i don't mind sir pet names um I'm not going to go into like a cage or a kennel. I'm not going to eat out of a dog bowl or something like that. I'm not into pet play. I'm not into age play. Oh, age play? Okay. You guys, I don't judge, but age play is the one that makes me teeter a little. Because especially when it comes to age play where people are age playing writers, that freaks me out. It's one thing if it's age playing with consenting adult ages, but a lot of People don't understand that when you get into age play where somebody is age playing as a child, that is not. And it's it's different than being a little. Yeah. Like it's different. Like age play, like DDLG is not inherently age play because you can be a little and still not be doing age play. Like, yeah, it just there's just some things that I ain't into and I'm not shaming people if they're like. I could not be furry. No, we talked about that. They talked about that, but we couldn't do it. Well, I could, I just, I could not, like, I, I can't, I can't do any, you know, pet play or anything like that. I can do primal as long as we're not pretending to be werewolves. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm fine with that. Like, it's, everybody has their things. So we, I mean, and that's just a bit important thing is reading a lot of these books has not only taught us our boundaries but it's taught us things that maybe we do want to explore in a safe way but the biggest thing for me is it taught me my boundaries for sure while i don't mind reading about these things the first thing i think of when i read certain crazy scenes that i've read before is well that's really interesting to read about no i don't want to live it yep um there's a lot of scenes in quite a few of the dark romance books i've read that involve a lot of blood play a lot of knife play a lot of pain that i don't really want and it's really interesting to learn about these things by reading about them without having to experience them. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we, we said it taught us about ourselves. Because no, it's not just teaching us what kinks we like. It's teaching us maybe certain things that, well, maybe we might be interested in reading about, we are not interested. And there's a few books out there, and I should have included this in there. There's a few books out there, you guys, that have, just from the description of the plot alone, shown us that we have boundaries that we didn't realize. Oh my god, yeah. Like, the fucking... What's the real first thing, you guys? What book is it that has the pillow? Um, stuffed. Stuffed. So there's a... I'm not shaming anybody who likes this book. There is a book out there that neither of us have read, but we read the plot line with the basics to it. And it's basically a woman having sex with a pillow, and it becomes a person. But it's a pillow. It's the same thing with the, the door romance, where it's, un, it's unhinged. Oh, it's unhinged, yeah. Yeah, where, like, the freaking doorknob is this guy's like penis or something and he a person he eventually becomes a person it's like and then but like even then like if i absolutely had to i would read those for the memes over the one where it's like necrophilia uh-huh yeah or like like fucking like either fucking a corpse or um getting off by murdering people yeah, like there's one. I think it's called Captured, but I don't think it's in Kindle Unlimited. I think it's Captured, but there's a few scenes like in that book that when I read the description, I was like, "Oh, absolutely!" And you guys, these books teach us. I, I'm gonna try and see. I'm gonna see if I can find that video because there's a video that you and I yeah to each other, and it was like a what the fuck video, and. I want to see if I have it in my saved videos 
because I wanted us to talk about it. So I'm going to look and see if it's in here. And it's a TikTok video about people talking about like absolutely unhinged books that really taught them like, wow, that's something I didn't know was a thing that people wrote about. And when we're talking about crazy stuff like that, and I hate to use the word crazy, but it's the only one I can think of, it, it almost feels like they're doing it just for for the like wow factor of it. I'm not sure you're just going to search it because I want to see if I can find it, you guys. This video, let me see. It might actually pop up because I remember searching this. Here we go. Okay. So, Unhinged is the erotic door romance. Mm -hmm. um, and she basically has sex with a door. Oh, almost like And as he, like, she, like you said, um, he, the door becomes a person. Mm-hmm. Comes a man. And, um, but yeah, there's a set of books that we found in a TikTok video that are essentially just a lot of books. I know one of them is called Capture. I just can't remember what the book is, what the book's written by. But there's a few things in there that they describe. Um, yeah. That I, oh, that's a hard look. There's, um, another one where it's the Skeleton King. Oh, yeah. No, we just seeing where he, he yeah. yeah, he, he wants, like, you he, he wants him to fuck his her corpse and she he just wants to fuck a corpse. Like it's Isn't there one where he like partially somebody too or like feeds there's a guy who like feeds her a corpse at point? Yeah, and there's another oh, there's another one where it's called Womb, where this guy sticks his head up her vagina and she has to rebirth him. What that? Yeah. Yeah, you guys see, that's the thing, is there are books like that that really teach us, like, we don't even need to read them. We just get the plot line from, like, the details, and we just had no... So, we do have boundaries, in case anybody was wondering. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, the final thing in here that we were going to talk about are our favorite non-smutty fiction books. Um, So, these, for me, are going to largely be from when I was a little bit younger. Okay. Because I haven't read anything non-smutty in a um, but my top three are the Mortal Instruments series by Cassandra Flair, Maximum Ride by Joe and that series. I reread that series, I think. I, I started it in middle school and I just never stopped. And then the last one is a standalone book called The Five People You Meet in Heaven, which I was required to read in school on point. And it's a really, it's also a movie, hmm. but it's about this old man who dies one day and he goes through the whole process of the five people he meets before going to heaven. And it's really interesting because it gives him you backwards into his life. And, like, it's just really wholesome. Like, you learn so many things through that book, and it's it kind of gives a perspective where, like, everybody's life matters in some way. But I really love those three books. In fact, you guys, I like Mortal Instruments so much. I have a for it. love that series. I have so yeah many books and it's not even half the books that she's written yeah seriously she's written something i have an actual room tattoo in between my boobs actually for a strength room that i got done there years ago and so i actually have a tattoo for that series because i love it so much i love it man yeah it's an incredible series Cassandra claire really knows what she's doing but yeah you guys she writes so many books i can't even keep up yeah it's a spin-off after spin-off she wrote mortal instruments first and then spun off from there and there's just a lot. But I really like the Moral Instruments series as a whole. Um, and the books are huge. Each book is... Yeah, they are there. I think each book is close to like 400 to 500. Yeah. They're humongous. Like, don't you have a couple sitting up there? Yeah. I have City of Bones, City of Ashes, City of Glass, City of Fallen Angels, City of Lost Souls, and then I have Clockwork Angel, Chain of Gold, Ghost of the Shadow Market, The Bane Chronicles, The Red Scrolls of Magic. And then there's a... Oh, the Shadow Hunter Academy. Yeah. Um, I read that one. That one's a really good one too. She'd written so many. It's like, how did you pull that out of your fucking brain? Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't some people when they write something like this, like how? I can't even like, the person, um, J.R. Tolkien who wrote Lord of the Rings. How? Mm-hmm. How? And I hate to give her credit because she's a terrible person, but the same goes for the idea of Harry Potter. I don't love to give that person who wrote it credit because she's a terrible human being, but that book series changed a lot of people's lives, and it's insane that she just kind of came up with it out of her head. Yeah. But, you know, and until I found out what a terrible person she was, 
I was hardcore and I still kind of am in love with those books, but I can't, I have a really hard time enjoying them because of what she's done. It's really hard to enjoy something from my childhood that the author has now ruined because of the way they be. Yeah. It's very difficult to if I ever end up getting those books at all, like they will, they will be secondhand. Yeah, I refuse to give that author any money. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, mine, I, I have four because I just, I can't choose. I probably have more than this. I just can't remember this time. <laughs> um, the first one, like you said, the mortal instruments are like infernal devices. So like Clockwork Angel, my love. That's such a good one. Um, the next one is Sweep, which is, um, a witchy one, which I loved. And it's one of those things where it's like, like, she first meets this one guy. It's like, oh, like, we're rooting for you. We're rooting for you. And then he kind of turns out to be terrible. And it's like, she meets this other guy who seems to be terrible, but he's actually like the good guy. And it's like, oh my God, now we're rooting for you. And you're like, they're together for a while. He tries to come back. Turns out it's like his mother, like, there's like four or five books at least. It's like, turns out to be his mother that's evil and tries to, like, like, she's adopted, so she doesn't know that she has, like, these, quote, like, natural abilities until she, like, learns about it. She joins a coven and whatnot. And it's a really good book series. I love that series. Um, The next one is Thirst. So it's about this girl's vampire and has been around for, like, centuries. Like, centuries. And... Um, she talks about, um, who, I can't remember what religion it comes from, but she was even around, um, um, she, so she originally was born, um, when, um, like, what's to say, so when Krishna, who's a major deity in Hinduism, right. He's the eighth avatar of Vishnu, um, where like it shows that like she walks along with him and whatnot. Like so, like any form of deity that she like, like might like believe it is him. Oh wow! And like she like she was born. Um, That's a long time ago. She's gonna remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, six books. Jesus Christ. Really? Um, it's by Christopher Pike. He writes him. Oh yeah. Well. Um. Yeah, her creator turns to hunt her. Befriends somebody. Um, befriends a human and whatnot. Um. Yeah, her name is Sita, a five thousand year old vampire. Um, she was. Christopher Pike wrote the books Remember Me, which I've also... Uh, I have that one, too. I have that at home on my... I love that one. I just I have my shelf. I was say, his name sounds really familiar. Probably why. Yeah, she's a consort of Rama. So she was, like... She was born a long time ago. Um, she's, like, the last vampire. Um, his writings... Yeah. So like her, her original like her original and her original name is Sita. She goes by Alyssa. She was born in India. Um, when she was seven years old, a disease struck her village, and most of the villagers died, including her closest friend who was pregnant with a child. Um, traveling priests from a different religion convinced the elders that he could drive away the disease by forming a ritual. A ritual wall it involved invoking a demon to so recently discor- deceased corpse of Sita's friend. Um. And then, um, well, my experience streaming issues, that's what I was saying. Um, but the, the demon is called the Yakshini, um, which killed the priests and, and then supposedly vanished. Hmm. And she was hiding in the bushes, understood that the demon had actually entered the corpse of the child still inside his mother, um, and then stared straight at Sita. Um, when her father rushed to save the child from its mother's womb, Sita ran forth and said that it is not the child that is moving, but the demon possessing the child's corpse. Um, the father decided to let her choose to let the child to let her die, but she was afraid and confused. She's literally, like, a child. Um, 
the father saved the child and oh yeah and Sita decided to name the child Yaksha um grow up to be a beautiful man and she was grown up as well married to Rama and had a daughter named Lalita uh but then Sita was awoken by a strange noise and upon leaving her home was attacked and dragged away by Yaksha even though like she turned into a vampire even though the word for vampire did not exist then um yeah that is an interesting I, I remember seeing about that book in when i was in like high school i never read it but i know a lot of people really liked it this last one i'm interested in because of your title so sharp objects i found a few of these books with book of the month um so this one is by jillian flynn but and there's actually a series a tv series based on it um so basically, um, this reporter um, had a brief stay at a psych hospital, went back home to cover murders of two preteen girls. Mm -hmm. She eventually figures out who it is because it's a psychological um, puzzle, but she um, it shows here's another trigger warning. We're going to put trigger warnings at the mm -hmm. beginning, but um, it also shows like her struggle with like self-harm and whatnot. And it's just I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's a really good book, and the way that they did um, the TV show is actually really good too. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a really good one. I really recommend it. Um, so here, here, here's the blurb. Um, fresh from a brief stay at a psych hospital, reporter Camille Preaker faces a troubling assignment. She must return to her tiny hometown to cover the murders of two preteen girls. For years, Camille has hardly spoken to her neurotic, hypochondric mother or to the half-sister she barely knows, beautiful 13-year-old with an eerie grip on the town. Now installed in her old bedroom in her family's Victorian mansion, Camille finds herself identifying with the young victims a bit too strongly, dogged by her own demons, she must unravel a psychological puzzle of her own past. She wants to get the story and survive this home thing. Basically, they're like after her, too. Interesting. Uh, and she's very much seen as like the black sheep of the town, but she eventually ends up uncovering who killed the two girls. <laughs> But the last book series that I forgot to put on here, and I just put on her now, is The Hush Hush, which is a YA romance about a woman, or a girl, rather, who falls in love with a fallen animal. And I remember picking this book up in Borders and becoming so obsessed with it. I have all four of them. I believe it's four, if not five at all. Um, I might actually have to reread that one day just because I haven't read it in so long. I all on hardback. I love them. Um, and it's really, really good. The, the male main character, Brother McCrepley, is super fun. Like, he's very sarcastic, kind of a dick to the female main character. But, um, I remember reading those books and just being obsessed so much. There is a lot more, but if I go home and look at my bookshelf right now, I can pluck them out of there. Mm -hmm. uh, because there were so many good books. The ones that also stand out to me that I did put on here, but I will mention really briefly, are Alan Hopkins' books, like Cray. Oh my god, yeah. yeah I, I fucking love those books. Every time a new one came out, I automatically went to the library. Like, they would yeah. they would order them specifically for me. Yeah, my mom has I loved them. I remember my mom seeing me devouring one of those books. What's it about? And I explained it. I think I was in middle school when I read it. And she was a little iffy, but she kind of realized that, like, he, that is just reality. So I read it, and, like, the whole thing is Ellen Hopkins wrote Crank because of because of her daughter of her daughter going through exactly what she wrote about yeah. and she was trying to help people like not go through that like she had so what did you wow okay so I, there are books that i have had since i was a kid and i just i keep remembering them and like these ones i would like think of from the depths of my mind i wonder where they are i found them um so first is after 
And if this is a twenty in the two thousand three young adult novel written by Francine Prose, a nearby school shooting is reminiscent of the Columbine school massacre of nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So it's loosely based off of that. Yeah. And then Angel. Oh my God. Okay, so first off, I found an old picture of me in the tram with my little little chubby cheeks going to feed the squirrels and you were so chipmunks. I was like, I Who's that? Seven or nine? Um, Cliff McNish. So, uh, oh, and breathe. Oh my God, I fucking love that book. Okay, what's a book that you read that destroyed you? Um, could I? I can name mine immediately off the top of my head. That will always pop up for me when I think about books that meant the just The Giver. Oh. Yeah, for me, it's Child Called It. Yeah, I figured. I haven't read that one. Oh, dude, it's... I... Okay, preface this by saying you guys, I had a very, very strong reading level as a kid. Um, I grew up reading a lot of books, and so I was reading at a college level by, like, probably eighth grade. Um, oh, and my parents didn't... I said just sorry. Sorry. Hmm? My parents didn't believe in shielding me things that could possibly be a reality. So I read A Child Called It, and it's unfortunately actually an autobiography for the author in a way yeah and it's about the story of a little boy who endures extreme abuse at the hands of his mom. and the author actually like i said this is not a biography so he's writing about and it is a horrifying yeah when i say horrifying it is gut-wrenching to listen to things this little boy went through and unfortunately self um i remember reading about it and just being horrified and so upset it was a great book because it was written from experience, so the way he wrote it was very easy to read, but the things that he went through as a child were horrific. And it by no means, like, romanticizes it or, like, you know, anything like that, because he's trying to show people what he went through, but it is really horrible. And there was a cr- true crime case that very recently kind of mimicked it a little bit, like, with what happened to him, and it's really but um, it's just that book destroyed me on every level that it could. Um, oh, there's another one that I can't remember what it's called, but it's about a young girl who's going through a mental health crisis and she's self-harming. And I can't remember what that book is called, but it's a teenage girl and she's self-harming. And I don't, gosh, I wish I could remember what that one's called, but she's, she, it's, it's from the girl's perspective and she talked about like, what it feels like, what she's going through, and it's just called Scars by, Ch- by Cheryl Rainfield. Oh. Very, you guys, that book is, that is such a dark book. I had no business reading that as a teenager. And then again, I really, I'm going to be honest, Alan Hopkins is a teenager, even though it's made for teenagers. Yeah, it looks like it. Or- yeah, I read about, so kind of, I'm it sounds like she's actually being treated for mental at one point because like she's seeing like that's both the my angel she's seeing them and nobody believes her yeah 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 you know, you know what we should do we should do an episode where we just go through and like take a look at what's on our bookshelves and talk about ones that we maybe haven't talked about yet yeah. that we've actually read because i have quite a few on my bookshelf but i haven't but i think you guys that we've gone through all of our eye openers and bursts for you guys so far and this has been interesting because it does open your eyes a little bit to think like what we're reading and like how it taught us what it taught us. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Sounds like a personal problem podcast or just sounds like a personal problem. You'll see our logo, a white and orange logo uh, with us in the middle drawn as uh, like animated people. You can also find us in pretty much every single podcasting uh, medium that you can think of except for Google Podcasts and tune in because those two um, are either in discontinued as a service or they just not work for us but you can find us everywhere else uh by now we'll have more than three episodes so we can see our metrics but yeah you know just give us a review give us whatever you want we'll see you guys next time until then hydrate and stay safe friends all right fuck me baby thank you for listening to this episode if you enjoyed it please go ahead and leave a like rate review or 
not, if you don't want to. Other than that, we will see you in the next one. Bye!